Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. The Bible says a lot about tomorrow. Joshua tells Israel, sanctify yourselves. Tomorrow, a miracle is on its way. Elisha said to Samaria, this time tomorrow, the famine will end. And the Lord Jesus Christ tells us, take no thought of tomorrow. Put it out of your minds. You see, tomorrow is the word of procrastination. And we should never put off until then what we can and should do right now. Hello, this is Ken Gurley, your host for Daily Devotion. And thanks for being with us as we look all this week at the greatness of our God and what this means to each of us. As odd as it sounds, today, let's study tomorrow. Tomorrow has been called a lot of things. It's the chain that binds men to loathsome habits. Tomorrow is the barred and bolted door that shuts men out from the house of their dreams. Tomorrow is the epitaph upon many a grave of those who failed and came short of life's true goal. Tomorrow is that downward path that leads men into the land of regret. Tomorrow, tomorrow is the siren song that seduces people from their paths of duty. Tomorrow is the slumber that paralyzes the energies of humanity. Tomorrow is the snare that traps men's feet. Tomorrow is the sort of self-destruction upon which many people fall. Tomorrow is the word cut over the realms of the lost. Tomorrow is the word which in that kingdom of the lost blends with that other word, never, never, never more. Today, today is God's word. It's the Holy Ghost word. Tomorrow is the word of the tempter and deceiver of mankind. We understand that we should not boast of tomorrow, but we should focus on today. This is the day the Lord has made. But sometimes we wonder, what does tomorrow hold? I want to look at a man named Joseph. Joseph as a boy, was quite a dreamer. He had big, big dreams. His dreams were God-given, and they were there for a purpose, a purpose so divine, so unheralded, that it would invite persecution, trouble, jealousy, much pain. The battle, you see, is never over the present. The battle you and I fight is always over the future. Who or what will dominate your tomorrows. It's why you have heard me and others talk so much about faith and fear through the years. Faith invites the miraculous into your tomorrow. Fear invites misery into your future. Today, today it's as if you have a magnet in your life. Fear dredges up yesterday's troubles and draws tomorrow's difficulty, but faith Faith does the exact opposite. Faith reaches into your past like David of old. God, 
You helped me slay a lion and a bear yesterday. And Lord, tomorrow you're going to help me slay a giant. Faith reaches into your future like it did Apostle Paul. His trials were immense, stonings, shipwrecks, beatings. But it was almost a sense of, I cannot die, I will not die, because tomorrow beckons me. I've not yet achieved my destiny. I must preach to kings. I must preach to Caesar. God is not through with me yet. Oh, I hope that touches someone's life right now. God is not through with you yet. Joseph had a dream, and therefore he had faith far tomorrow. It's easy to speak of that boy wonder known as Joseph, the favored child with a coat of many colors. He's the one who dreamed those huge dreams and lived to see those dreams come true. In our minds, we hasten to the moment in Joseph's story where Pharaoh sets him up as prime minister over the most powerful nation of the world at that time. But it's the stuff in between, however, that got Joseph to that place of edification. His disappointments, his losses, his betrayals brought him to the place where he could emotionally, mentally, spiritually grasp the amazing grace of our God. And to omit the difficult moments in his life is to minimize the power of our great God and to gloss over the lessons that Joseph can teach you and I today, what he can teach us today about tomorrow. I was so intrigued a few years ago with the life of Joseph, and it experienced some moments in my life, in our church's life, that we needed a fresh word from God, and I found it in the life of Joseph. I called that book The Point of Low Points. After disasters, tragedies, we sometimes hand that book out by the hundreds and by the thousands because it ministers to people's needs. What Joseph has to teach us. Joseph appears sure-footed in his biblical biography, save for that adolescent but understandable sharing of his vivid God-given dreams with his father and brethren. One looks in vain to find Joseph making very many mistakes. The Lord ordered Joseph's steps, and this young dreamer appeared to follow God's plan with precision, except on one occasion. And what Joseph learned on this occasion would be shared again and again. It's probably a little discussed facet of Joseph's life. I've never really heard it talked about, preached about. It's rarely dwelt on in Bible classes or small groups. In fact, even reading it, we sometimes skip over it because it seems of such little importance. But because it's so uncharacteristic of Joseph, I think we need to look at it. There was a time when Joseph was confused. His father called Joseph one day and instructed him to go to Shechem to check on the welfare of his brethren and on his father's flocks. Joseph obeyed, but when he arrived at Shechem, neither his brethren nor his father's flocks were evident there. Scripture says that Joseph was wandering in the field. 
that Hebrew word for wander could also be translated as going astray, vacillating, staggering, or being misled, off track, detoured. Joseph was not strolling through a field outside Shechem. He was confused. He was wandering. He was staggering. He didn't know where he was to go. The problem was he had obeyed his father's instruction without the desired result. He had gone to Shechem, but his brethren weren't found, leaving the young dreamer disoriented. Confusion is one of the low points in Joseph's life when the father's word runs out. We've done all we know to do like Joseph. We've done what God has told us to do. We've obeyed his word, but we've not received the desired or promised result. Confusion. It's running in epidemic proportion. But God intervened. The Bible says a certain man found Joseph wandering in the field of Shechem. Whenever scripture speaks of a certain man, our ears should perk up. For this phrase often describes a heavenly appearance by an angel or by God. The first mention of a certain man is found in the story of Joseph. It's not coincidental. It's providential. To the uncertain Joseph, the certain man comes. God showed up. Get this. When the earthly father's word ran out, the heavenly father spoke into Joseph's life. The same God that gave Joseph dreams now gives Joseph direction. Night visions are good, but daily direction is best. When the certain man found Joseph, he told the young man that he must go to Dothan. Did Joseph realize the turning point that was taking place in his life? Did he understand that the low point of confusion placed him in contact with the divine word? that a heavenly voice was speaking into his life. I wonder if he questioned the certain man. You say, go to Dothan. Will I see my father again? What awaits me in Dothan? What will happen to me? What does tomorrow hold? Joseph saw the sheaves and stars bowing to him, but there were things he didn't see. He never saw himself staggering in Shechem. He never saw himself thrown into a pit in Dothan. He could not envision being sold to a traveling band of Ishmaelites, stuck in a prison in Egypt. That is, I think, the hidden part of every God-inspired dream. It's what God hides in our tomorrows. God allows us to see just enough of the future, to hear just enough direction, and to receive just enough strength to move into our God-given purpose. But God is sparse with many details beyond that. Tomorrow remains a mystery. At Shechem, that certain man told Joseph what to do next. Go to Dothan. So profound was Joseph's experience that many years in the future, Joseph would command his brethren and his children to bury him in Shechem. When Joseph looked back on his full and varied life, he must have valued that moment in Shechem perhaps more than all others. For then and there, he knew he had his personal encounter with the certain man, with the divine. 
Jacob would have his Bethel. Joseph had his Shechem. As Joseph turned from Shechem to Dothan, he bid adieu to his childhood and to his earthly father. He marched into his future as directed by his heavenly father. He said goodbye to his yesterday and hello to his today. And make today count for all eternity. Stop and think about this. If that certain man who met Joseph was indeed an appearance of God, God ordered Joseph's steps. And somehow Joseph must have sensed that the one who appeared to him in Shechem would be with him forever, no matter what tomorrow holds. Two things to you today. First, if you're not where you need to be with God, don't wait till tomorrow. Now is the accepted time, Paul said. Today is the day of salvation. Give your heart, your life to him today. Call on his name. Have his name called over you. Be filled with his presence. And second, if you're concerned about tomorrow, understand what Jesus said. Tomorrow has trouble of its own, but there is sufficient grace for today and for tomorrow. We are talking about the greatness of God this week. God gave Joseph those dreams, and then he corrected and ordered his steps. And he'll do that for each and every one of us. You don't have to worry about tomorrow. Put your hand in the Lord's hands, and he will lead you through each and every day of your life. That's what tomorrow holds. God bless you. Thank you for being a part of this. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. The book on prayer is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.